Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. It's been a little over a year since Bob Lowry had passed away, leaving a big hole in the industry. And I think it's always nice to hear his voice ever so often. And so I've launched this Best of Bob Lowry series. And today you're going to hear Bob Lowry talk about the best way to prevent algae in the pool. And for me, preventing algae is number one on my route because this is probably the biggest time consumer out there. If you had one or two pools each day with an algae outbreak, you're spending an extra 10 or 15 minutes there. That's adding half an hour to your day. Multiply that by the whole week in the summer, and it's just miserable. So I think definitely prevention of algae is the best way to make sure you get through your day hassle-free without frustration. And besides that, the number one call you're going to get from customers is if you have if they see algae in their pool, and this is something that you definitely want to avoid because I think you're going to lose more accounts because of algae and customers complaining and wanting to replace you because their pool doesn't look good than any other reason out there. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So let's transition to algae real quick. Um, so in your book, you spend a lot of time talking about algae. It's a big problem in the industry. Um, I have a lot of videos on it that do really well because it's, it's something that people are looking for. And um, algae is a big issue because definitely unsightly for the customer. Uh, depending on the customer, just a small amount on the step is enough to get a phone call um, on the walls. You know, So it's, it's bad for business, of course, um, for sure. Um, so it's a big problem industry-wide. What are some of the basics about algae that someone should know that's starting out in the business or maybe doing it a long time and never thought about algae? You know, what are some things that are pretty basic behind it? Well, you know, algae enters the pool all the time. It's brought in by, by just by the wind, but it's also brought in because there's algae spores on top of, of plants and, and shrubs and trees and stuff like that. So anything that falls in the pool uh, and wind just blowing across the pool deposits those spores in the pool. And, and there's plenty of nutrients and stuff in the pool for them. And so they, they, uh, they, they, uh, they're, they've got plenty to eat when they're in the pool. So they, they flourish pretty well. So um, you need to keep the chlorine level up high enough that, that it prevents that. So the first line of defense then is to keep a chlorine level that is high enough that algae can't grow, or at least enough chlorine in the pool that, that it's killing algae at a rate faster than it can multiply. So at least at least it's doing that. And that level, of course, is either 5% or 7.5. The second thing would be to keep some borate in the pool to prevent algae as you've experienced yourself. So um, those are the uh, 
to get it, um, there are any number of solutions. But usually my go-to is just to try chlorine first um, and see if just a shock and brushing will work. But um, bear in mind that if you've got a cyanuric acid level that's really high, shocking the pool is not doing very much. Remember, 7% of your chlorine is, is bound to cyanuric acid. So if you got, you know, 200 parts per million of cyanuric acid and you put in 10 parts per million of chlorine, you, all of that chlorine is still tied up with cyanuric acid. So, so you're not really getting the advantage of the shock. So um, a lot of times we tell people, listen, if your cyanuric acid level is real high and you got algae, drain part of the pool and fill it back up. And, and then your cyanuric acid is going to be lower. And when you shock, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the second choice then becomes to add a level of chlorine that is high enough to kill algae and in there long enough to kill any, <clears throat> any children, <laughs> um, any offspring. So, um, and that level, believe it or not, is 40% of the cyanuric acid level, or 25 parts per million of chlorine, whichever is higher, not lower, mm. whichever is higher. So um, if you got 50 parts per million of chlorine, you're, I mean of uh, cyanuric acid, you're going to need 20 parts per million of chlorine. And if you got 100 parts per million of, of chlorine, you're going to need uh, cyanuric acid, you're going to need 40 parts per million of chlorine. But you need to keep the chlorine level up high enough and long enough that it will kill the algae. So what needs to happen is in the beginning, when you raise it up to 40% of CYA, you need to monitor that and make sure that it stays at 40%. And if you have a lot of algae, it's going to drop quickly. So a couple of hours from now, you need to make a test and take the chlorine level back up to 40%. And a couple hours later, do it again. So you may need to do it. And the idea is you can spread the amount of time out as long as the chlorine level didn't drop by very much. So if, you, if you're using 40 parts per million, for instance, and two hours later, you still have 38, you don't need to do anything. Two hours later, it now drops down to 32 or something. You need to add it, but then you can check it again instead of once an hour, once every two hours, check it every four hours or even every eight. But the idea is to keep the 40% in the pool for either 24 hours or 48. And the, the time will be dependent upon your test. And if 24 hours later you test it and you still got 40 ppm, and that's what you're supposed to keep in there. Then all the algae is dead. Mm -hmm. Makes so, sense. So that's the way you do it with chlorine. The other way is to brush the pool, shock it. Then when the level goes back down a little bit, the algae are already stunned from the superchlorination. You put in a copper algicide. And then the copper algicide works better because the, the algae are weakened. And so... Um, the copper algae side will work a little better that way.
What about Fossil Remover? I've been testing. I tested last season a lot with the Fossil Remover, just using that as my quote-unquote algicide. I know that it's not EP registered as an algicide, but I did a lot of tests where I shocked the pool and then I put the maintenance dose of Fossil Remover in there, and I went back the next week and the algae was, was cleared up. Now, the Fossil Remover, that's not the primary purpose of it, but I use it in that respect to kill, to uh, keep the algae or kill it and, and know in you know, the best term to put it. Um, do you see any reason why that would work? Well, phosphate remover is worked by removing one of the main sources of nutrients um, in the water. But understand this, the phosphate is food for algae, but their primary purpose is to use carbon dioxide, keyword being carbon. So they use car they're carbon-based organisms. So they use carbon dioxide to, to carry out photosynthesis. In the process, they make oxygen, just like a plant does ground. They they do photosynthesis. So their main purpose then is to get carbon. And there's plenty of carbon in the water. There's dissolved carbon dioxide and CO3, which we call carbonate, is CO2 plus an oxygen. And then you have bicarbonate, which is HCO3, and it's a hydrogen and an oxygen plus CO2. So there's plenty of carbon in the water for algae to, to carry on photosynthesis. In addition, you use the, the, the secondary food for uh, for algae is sulfate. And so when there's no uh, sulfate around, when there's no phosphate around, they use sulfate. And then they need carbon anyway and light. So um, the fact that your, your phosphate levels may be high is contributing to algae continuing. But um, as an algicide, it probably needs some help either from chlorine or or an aldehyde, but I'm not a believer that you know when you get above 200 parts per billion of, of phosphate, you're going to have a problem in your pool. I'm not a believer in that. I think that that perhaps when you get up around 1,000, 1,500, maybe 2,000 parts per million, um, you could have a problem. But I don't believe at two or 300 parts per million of phosphate, you're going to have a problem, and especially. If you're going to use borate, then phosphate becomes less of an issue. Mm -hmm. Because if you're preventing the algae, then there's no need, then there's no algae that needs food. So um, I think that that perhaps, you know, I've got guys following my program that that um, use borates and use the things that I've told you about, uh, chlorine levels where I said and liquid chlorine and stuff. And they never, they never add phosphate removers. They don't need them. They don't need to shock their pool every week because they've got enough chlorine in it all the time. So they don't need to weekly shock it. They don't need to add algicide. They don't need phosphate removers. They don't need any of those specialty chemicals that they charge a lot of money for. And the pool stores don't like my method because it doesn't sell all those specialty chemicals for them. But the bottom line is, frankly, you don't need them. If you keep a pool like I tell you to keep a pool, you don't need all those things. And if 
if your phosphates get really high, yeah, sure, I'd reduce them. But I wouldn't worry about them when they're in the hundreds, that's for sure. Got it. And so, you know, the, the, one of the last questions was the best way to prevent algae in the first place. And you kind of answered that right there, the chlorine level and borates. That's right. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. That's pretty pretty kind of dry. Well, prevention's a lot easier than trying to fix it after you got it. That's for sure, you know. And of course, I have a lot of other episodes that I have with Bob Lowry. And if you want to listen to those, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on that podcast icon, and there'll be a drop-down menu of all the other podcasts that I recorded with him. To find them quick and easy in the search box there on the podcast site, just type in Bob Lowry, and then the list of podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry will pop up there for you. If you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app